0: Hello, listeners. This is the disembodied voice of Andy Cook, Harbor Food Services resident restaurant consultant, and this channel is Harbor Foods Drive Time. On this channel, we aspire to have conversations and parlay information and insights from within that help us develop personally and professionally and accelerate our service through skill to to our customers. Usually I'm talking to other people, but this time... I want to talk to you about a topic that has gotten a lot of recent attention, and I want to give you the context that you need to understand it and a little bit of direction on what you need to know to give people really good advice. And so here we go. The topic is the changes to the retail food code. I needed someone to explain to me why this is called a retail food code, and so I'm going to translate it for you. The retail food code is essentially what people are testing for to get their health card, but more importantly, it's what health inspectors are inspecting for when they go into a food service establishment. There was about seven or eight significant changes. And I had a conversation with Susan Shelton. She's the public health advisor for Washington State's Department of Health. And because generally these rules come out and they're written in such a precise way, they almost don't make any sense. So I wanted to have a conversation with an actual person uh, where we can just kind of deconstruct this into, into common speak. So there was a handful of changes and most of those were pretty straightforward. They started education last March and they went through a six months education period before they transitioned into enforcement last September with one exception, that is the Certified Food Protection Manager. That one they gave a one year education period and that one year is up at the end of February on March 1st. I've been getting a lot of outreach from different territory sales consultants asking on behalf of their customers and from the customers themselves wanting to get better understanding of of what this means. And so I'm going to unpack it. I just had another conversation with Susan Shelton from the Department of Health, because even though we talked about what the certified food protection manager rule is in structure last year, we didn't really get into some of the the nitty gritties. And so I want to get into the nitty gritties with you. Uh, One of those nitty gritties is where do I get someone on my team certified? And a lot of people, when they hear about certified food protection managers, their first thought is surf Safe. When you start to look for surf Safe, a lot of people are frustrated because they can only find like two classes in the entire state per month and they don't have a lot of time for that. Some people are trying to get in on these live classes and they're full. So they're they're kind of freaking out. Here's the good news. First piece of good news is surf Safe manager is not the only girl at the dance. There are six others, seven total. Every single one of them, including SurfSafe manager, are tests that you can take online. It gets a little better even after that because what I understand is all of these tests have practice materials. And so if you are putting someone through this process who may have been through a very similar process before or prepares very well, you don't have to stick through the four to six hours of instruction before you take the test. You can challenge the test and get certified. To recap, there are seven total certification platforms that you can run one of your staff members through or yourself. And any one of these you can take online. Almost all of them are in English and Spanish. The next piece is, if I have more than one location, do I need someone at each location to be my certified food protection manager? And the answer is no. You, In fact, this person does not even need to be employed by you. This could be an outside contractor or maybe somebody that you share with another restaurant. Or it could be a ambitious territory sales consultant who decides to go through this and become that person for for their customers. I think that's a really good idea, by the way. Essentially what this comes down to is you just need to have someone connected to your business that will fill the role of a certified food protection manager. So I'm gonna get into some good advice after I kind of dialogue some of the big questions. And so I'll circle back to that. So the first one was, how do I get my people certified in time? There's your answer. You can do it online through seven different organizations. Next one is how do I ensure compliance on my next health inspection? It's a good question. Consider this person as like someone with a, a gold health card, like a Willy Wonka health card. When a health inspector is going to be coming into a restaurant or any food service operation, they're going to do what they do. But in addition to asking, can I see your employee health cards? They're going to be asking, can I see the certification for? your certified food protection manager. So those are one of the requirements. That's one of the requirements of this new rule is that a restaurant, every location has to have a physical copy. It can be a photocopy, but a physical copy of the certification letter for their certified food protection manager. And the next big question is, what are the responsibilities of my certified food protection manager? This part, I'll be honest, is a little bit vague, but here's where it's not. Uh, a certified food protection manager, what their purpose is, is to be your on-premises health inspector. So this person should be going through on some sort of a regular schedule, doing audits, identifying what they're doing well, and it help continue to do that, but also to identify maybe some gaps in the retail food code, and then work with the internal team to make improvements. Now, there's a piece of that that's going to connect to what's good advice to give to, to people. And so I'll try to keep them contained all in that, but essentially the responsibilities of the certified food protection manager is to be there and to engage in some sort of a food safety audit on a somewhat regular basis. There's not a lot of structure around this after that. I asked, does this have to happen once a month or once every two months or three months? The answer is there is no rule to enforce that. It's It's a good idea to pick a schedule and stick to it. There's no need for a log. You don't have to make inspection reports. You don't have to have physical copies of that. It's a good idea if you do, if you want to track your progress, but if you're focused on compliance, there's your bare minimum. You need to have somebody on staff and that person should be doing these things. What happens when a health inspector identifies that there are some issues? Is this going to come down on the certified food protection manager? No, it's not. It's going to come down on the operation just like it always has, but this provides a a pathway of correction and In an ideal world, if you're having some sort of trouble with some aspect of the food code that looks like it has a pattern to it, this gives you sort of a pathway of transformation. So a certified food protection manager can work directly with the health department to come up with a plan so that you can sort of hopefully transform your relationship with your local health inspection from a entity of punishment to an entity of support. So there's that. Now let's talk about some of the good advice that I think people need to have. So here's some good advice to provide uh, to your customers and, and your prospects on this rule. Number one, get more than one person in your business certified. But if you have more than one person, I would straddle that certification by a year or two, maybe two and a half. Here's why. Because certification is good for five years and you want to always have somebody connected to your business to do that i recommend that you aim for someone that i mean ownership level is great because the owner's not going to leave but anyone on their team that shows a a commitment and has a promise of long-term retention so and it doesn't have to be a kitchen person it it just has to be someone that's connected to your business i would not pick somebody that has a history of short-term gigs in the industry. Also reminding you that one certified food protection manager can cover multiple locations. You can also team up. Team up with other restaurateurs that you're connected to. You can share that person. So there's a lot of wiggle room on that. Next one is what do I do with my certified food protection manager? What kind of role can I get them started on? How do I use this person besides just checking off a box that I have this person? I got this insight from Susan and you could hear it in the interview, should you choose to listen to it. It's only about 20 minutes. I think it's worth it. But when I heard one of her suggestions was have this person go through and start with the last wave of changes in the retail food code, which I'll kind of sum up a few of the top ones for you. Every food service organization needs to have a cleaning kit and a a plan for vomit and diarrhea cleaning. It's not just that you have to have a plan, you have to have a kit for it. And the plan and the kit have everything to do with the surfaces that exist within your establishment. And so there is one. Another is employee health reporting. It has to be communicated to the point of awareness with your staff that they understand if they're experiencing certain symptoms that they have to call and let management know. And then there's rules about what management does with that information called the employee health reporting act. The next one is date marking for ready to eat foods. The new rule is if you are any food that is ready to eat has, has to be dated to reflect when it's a week old. So for some people, they date it the day that they do it. For other people, they date it the day that it expires. But that's something that everyone's going to be looking for. And there's a certain structure to it, too. And then there's another one that refers to barehand contact with ready-to-eat foods. They've changed what ready-to-eat foods require gloves and what's okay to have to remain with barehand contact. So there's a number of those things, too. And then and this is something that I'm going to be trying to work out with Susan is it might be great to have some sort of a resource, an approved resource from the Department of Health that will contain all of the retail food codes in one easy-to-digest document so that somebody could go through their establishment in a lot of the same ways that they would take inventory and not have to get a law degree to understand everything that they're reading. And so that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell, and I bet that there's probably a number of things that I didn't exactly cover, but I'm just gonna hope that you will feel free to reach out to me and get more clarification. Let's do a quick recap. So let's start at the top. People wanna know, How do I get my people certified in time? The answer is they have seven options of platforms that can provide certification online. Many of these can be challenged and go right to the test, and they're in English or Spanish. There is a list on our website under news, and you can find it there, or there's an email in your inbox that will give you all these links. Next question. How do I ensure compliance on my next health inspection? Bare minimum have someone that is designated your certified food protection manager and have a physical copy or photocopy of their certification on file because the health department is going to ask. Third is, what are the responsibilities of my certified food protection manager? Number one, that they pass the test. Number two, they exist. And number three, that their role, their purpose is to help every restaurant that they're attached to ensure compliance with the retail food code. Just simple as that. Now, what's good advice? I'm going to run through the good advice one last time. My good advice is get access to more than one person at a time that is connected to your business that is certified. If these people are part of your team, what I recommend is that you choose people that have a proven track record of sticking with you so that you don't have a big gap if turnover happens. And I would probably, if I wanted to be safe, I would would try to get at least two people on my team certified And I would want to straddle their certification by a little more than a year. And the reason for that is because the certification is good for five years. And if one person's time comes up and they forget or miss it, you've got that overlap. So you're clear. And again, one certified food protection manager can cover multiple locations. Also, your certified food protection manager does not have to be management or even back of house. Just remember, choose someone with staying power. Ownership is a great place to start. It's a very safe place to start if you, if that's part of the structure. And how do I, how do I get the most out of my role of my certified food protection manager? Great advice is have them conduct an audit of just the, the latest changes to the retail food code and all of those, and then start going through the entire food code and make it a schedule. Schedule somebody one day, every, I don't know, six months, three months, one year, whatever you think is appropriate to go and conduct that research for you and help develop and implement a plan of positive change so i think that's about it i will see and hear you all next time and if you have anything else that you want to add to this i need to know it i'd love to know it and so i appreciate you listening and talk to you soon bye